the college experience way too early week seven preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet. Get started today and you'll receive a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Yes. Better than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure you subscribe to our profile at sports gambling slash BTV. That's sports gambling slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head over to GetRoman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by underdog fantasy from April 29th to May 4th. If you deposit on underdog fantasy, you'll have a chance at a million dollars in their best ball contest. That's right. $1 million sign up now at underdogfantasy.com. promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Way too early week seven preview. My name is Kobe swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline kiss stealing wheeling and dealing Patty C in the place to be Hi. Beautiful in the third corner (laughs) (laughs) coming from Raleigh, North Carolina. Currently give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking homebrew making Tobacco Road living, the free lock given. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Yo, what's up, guys? What's going on? I'll just, I'll just cue it in. Week seven picks. You gotta get excited. We're gonna draft the top thirty games of week seven in college football. All right. So if you're a first time listener, make sure you subscribe to the college football experience because we talk college football, 365 days of the year, seven days of the week, whether we're recording or not, we're just talking college football all fucking time all the time. Jeez. I can't fucking talk. Give me one of these course lights. There you go. Shout out to the silver bullet. You know, that'll help silver bullet. Long live the silver bullet. (laughs) All right. Uh, so here we are guys. We've been going and like I said, if you're a first time listener, we've been going week by week previewing every single week of the college football season. So go back, check out those old episodes. We also got other episodes as far as the top 10 quarterbacks uh, for the 2021 season. 
as well as, you know, the, we even mentioned the honorable mentioned in that we also touch on the coaching carousel, new coaches, coaches on the hot seat, coaches in year two. We got it all covered for you on the college football experience. Subscribe, tell a friend. But uh, if you're a first time listener for this one, this is how we do it. We draft the top 30 games. All right. And each week. So last week, Nick went first. I went second. Patty C went third in this scenario. Patty C is now going to have the first pick NC Nick's got the second. I'm going to have the third. Uh, and like I said, we do this for each week. Next week, it'll be, you know, Nick or me one, Nick two and uh Patty C three or Nick three, whatever the hell. <laughs> anyway, let's get going on this guys. How do you feel about this guy's slate or this week's slate? I mean, I would say it lacks games up top, but it has depth. Patty C. What do you think? I would agree with that. Um, I think there's a lot like really there's one absolute heater on here. That's obviously the game of the week. And then there's a bunch of games that are interesting that could have some kind of implications on uh, conference title races. And uh, it goes pretty far down. Even some interesting group of five versus power five games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, Patty C you have the first pick in the week seven draft. What is the best game on the slate to Patty C? Well, like I say, all of our conspiracy theories aside about uh, potentially LSU going and taking a loss in Pasadena to open the season, assuming LSU, the favorite in that game gets the win, then it's likely or probable that LSU is going to go undefeated through the first six weeks of the season. And the team that they're playing Florida, uh, maybe not undefeated just because they have that tilt against Alabama in week three. It is in the swamp, but I would be shocked if we don't have two, at least five and one teams coming into this game and potentially one six and O team in LSU. So yeah, I mean, this game was wild last year too. I mean, this game, uh, I think what it looked like LSU was going to lose this game. I think a guy a defender for Florida, like ripped off a cleat through it. It got a 15 yard penalty. And then LSU's kicker nailed like a 55 yard field goal to win the game. Uh, I, I don't think LSU is going to be undefeated. They're going to lose the UCLA week one. You heard mm-hmm. it here. <laughs> Upset special. They have, they have a tough slate here. I mean, not only at UCLA, but at Mississippi state and at Kentucky and home versus Auburn. I like LSU this year. They're going to be a lot better than last year, but let's not just, you know, pencil them in. Like they're 2019 and and Joe Burrow's you know at QB there. Let's <laughs> let's pop those brakes a little How bit. How about let's give LSU some credit for being in four national championship games in the last 16 years previous to uh this past season. I, I mean, mean, but they struggled this past season and I I'm still a skeptic on Ordron. I'm still a skeptic. I know he got a national championship, but you can make a case for a lot of coaches that got to the national championship or, or got a national championship on someone else's team. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know, the, the funny thing about this game, first off, I had a number one too. I don't, I don't know if it was clear and cut obvious choice, but I also had a number one. And actually this is the game last year where LSU finally turned the corner and they finally showed, you know, some of that pedigree, some of that <laughs> national championship, you know, level of playing from a year ago, but, but when still they won in the swamp. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, look, it took a, a, what a 57 yard field goal with under three minutes to go to take the lead. Yeah, well, that guy, that guy, if he doesn't throw his cleat or, you know, who throws a shoe. Yeah. He throws, he threw his shoe and <laughs> that that's essentially why they won the game. But I mean, it, it really hurt. You look at, at, you know, LSU. Yes. They, uh, 
they, they were, they kind of got it together towards the end of the year. They, they beat Ole Miss by five and Florida by three, but they also had a three point win against Arkansas. A, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't know that they really showed me a hundred percent that they're there yet. I think there's still a lot of question marks. I, I first off at the quarterback spot, are they going to, I I'm hearing miles Brennan still might be that quarterback. That's a, that, That's crazy. Cause Max Johnson looked apart in the last, what, two or three weeks. I'm high on LSU this year compared to what they were last year, but I just don't think we can just assume that they're going to walk into this game in week seven with, you know, undefeated or six and one. Let's like I said, uh, let's wait and see here, but I think LSU is kind of on the rise. You could argue Florida might be on the little bit of the decline given all they've lost this year. So it, it, it should be a really interesting game here. Uh, yeah, that's why I agree with Patty C here. Number one, I had, I had it number one too. And, and I mean, these games have always been wild. They've always been wild. Uh, so uh, you guys may be onto something, uh, you know, LSU had four straight winning seasons under less miles going into uh, 2013 from 2014 to 2017, zero, 10 win seasons. So expecting them to be undefeated halfway through the season. Maybe I'm thinking a little too highly LSU here. I just think they have question mark. Yes, I think they returned their whole low line, which is always good. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I just think there's question marks. Do they have talent? Of course. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're undefeated. But I just think I love the the UCLA spot because UCLA gets a game the week before against Hawaii, which is you know obviously not LSU, but just to get out there and, and work out some of the kinks, I think is an advantage. So, uh, but this is still the best game. I think it's uh, LSU certainly could win this one as uh, obviously they won this a, a year ago. So I, I agree. All right, uh, Nick pick two. Let's see so far. Uh, we, we, we all had Florida LSU as the top game of the week. So um, Nick, where are you going on pick two? Yeah, there's lots of different directions I could go here, but let me take you out West pack 12 UCLA at Washington, arguably the top two teams in the pack 12 this year. Uh, you know, obviously Oregon, USC, and others might disagree with that, but you know, UCLA and Washington should both be very good this year. Uh, it should be a hell of a game here. It's the second of back-to-back road games for UCLA, but the first one's at Arizona. So that, you know, helps that out a little bit. Um, and Washington has a buy coming into this game. So it's a very tough road test for my UCLA Bruins because <laughs> I've been, you know, pumping them up all preseason, but uh, I'm really excited for this pac 12 matchup should be a great game. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Lake did pretty good considering the chaotic season that it was, you know what I mean? Like they basically won the North, but pac 12 phoned in a, Nope, you're not playing in the pac 12 championship. Um, (laughs) We got a more marketable team. Yeah. uh, I don't even get that. I don't even get that. Seattle's a big city, but yeah. um, But UCLA, you know, I think we're, I don't know if you are, are you on board on this Patty C, but me and Nick are bullish on U- UCLA this year. I mean, I think their schedule lines up. Well, I think that they played a lot of close games that they could have won last year. I think probably their most impressive when you consider that you, uh, USC had an undefeated regular season. Granted, there was some luck there, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, UCLA probably should have won that game. And yeah. I mean, they, if, that makes you consider them potentially Pac 12 South champions. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the more competitive. We talked, I think, last week about the Big Ten West and the Pac 12 North. I think I should probably throw the Pac 12 South in there, too, because with USC, UCLA, Arizona State, Utah, and, and Colorado, I even think wide uh, open. Wide yeah, open. Yeah. I even think Arizona might have a better year than we realize. I, the more I've read into 
uh, fish as the higher. I like the higher. So I, I think they could be better than what we think they are. He's made a lot of good hires. Um, they brought in a lot of people from the transfer portal, which I think can really help that defense players from, from some big schools too. Yeah. So, um, well, he's part of a pretty elite coaching tree. So, yeah. I mean, I guess you could, I don't know. Would Saban, he wouldn't be considered a, a Belichick disciple. Would he maybe perhaps, perhaps, perhaps I think back in the yeah. NFL. So Jed yeah. fish kind of of that same ilk Belichick disciples. I, uh, I don't know. S- Saban's a Glanville disciple. Boom. Gave him his first pro job. There it right? is. Um, no, but UCLA Washington, I think it's going to be a, a dandy of a game. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Washington minus what? Seven, six, five. Well, I don't know about that. I'd say Washington minus like three or four. Okay. Okay. If, I mean, if UCLA is having the kind of start that I think they might have. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. All right. Well, uh, here I are pick three for pick Dundee. Uh, I actually had UCLA Washington a, a few spots back. I had Oklahoma state at Texas as the second best game of the week for me. Um, and mainly because look, and I, I get it. Sarkeesian 12 Colby coming yeah, through. Yeah. Sarkeesian though. I, 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 some people love this hire. I, I'm not all the way sold on that hire. Um, I, if anything, I think they might've gotten worse at the head coaching position going from Herman to Sark Sarkeesian. And, uh, but this game has always been a lot of fun. It's what this game has always been a lot of fun with Mike Gundy always overachieving. I feel like at Oklahoma state. Um, so I, I think this is going to be a, a shootout here. This is probably going to be a, you know, f- uh, give me a 38, 35 final. And I think Oklahoma state could certainly pull this one off bringing back Spencer Sanders and Texas got to figure some things out. Texas lost a lot of transfers this year too. So uh I, I I think this is the the second best game of the week in my opinion, guys. What do you, Nick? What do you think about Oklahoma State Texas? I had it a couple you know notches down, but I'm not going to argue because it should be a great game. It should be a fun one. It always is. Texas won last year, 41-34 in OT, even with Spencer Sanders throwing for over 400, which is kind of rare for Spencer Sanders. He's you know I mean it, I, I guarantee that's his only 400 game of his you know college career. Dual threat uh, guy. But uh, yeah, yeah, like as you mentioned, this one's always a tight, fun game here. The last four meetings, it's two-two, and they've all been decided by a touchdown or less. So expect another close affair here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Patty C, what do you think of OK State Texas? Um, well, I believe if I'm looking at this correctly, that this was a game that uh, Gundy struggled with early on. Obviously, Mac Brown kind of dominated this series, um, but. Uh, once he left Mike Gundy kind of, I mean, even before he left uh, Gundy kind of took control of this series. And so they've had great success uh, since it's been a pretty it's close easy to see a tide turn. <laughs> it is easy to see a tide turn. And uh, Gundy is back in the saddle doing his thing as the uh, head cowboy in charge. So um, I think I'm going to lean. Okay. State um, the game is, Oh, well, it's, it's, at it's Texas. in Austin, mm. but at the same time, I mean, I, I think this is going to come down to the final possession of the game. Probably. So do you think Sarkeesian will have his pieces in place at this point and the ball rolling? I don't know, man. They're getting uh, Louisiana Lafayette out the gates. That's bringing back. I think what 98% of their roster. I mean, that's a uh, <laughs> Billy, Billy. I mean, they got Le- Levi Lewis as a dual threat quarterback. I think that's a tough game. Uh, I think they get the red river shootout just a cu- the week before. So a chance, I mean, a small chance, the wheels could be falling off in Texas by this point in the season, but I've heard good things about what he's doing there so far. So 
it could uh it could actually be a pretty big game if if they're both winning at this point. I don't think he just comes into Austin like flips a switch and they're, you know, playoff contender. I think it's going to take some time here. So I expect Texas to struggle a little bit out of the gates here and, and which which almost makes this kind of must win here. Yeah. Uh, it could be three you know. losses in a row cuz they got to go to TCU then a neutral site game with Oklahoma going into this one. Right, right. Uh yeah, so I mean this this is a this is a dandy here. So uh, all right. Patty C, it's back to you top pick. Well, again, we uh he's got one I feel like magic game in him every year at least. Uh our boy Mike One Leech. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hosts the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Uh Alabama coming on the second of a back-to-back road, the first one being at Kyle Field. Prior to that, they have Ole Miss, and two weeks prior to that, they have to travel to Florida. So Alabama at this point in the season might actually be kind of mentally exhausted, uh, which is a rarity for Alabama. I feel like because their schedule sets up pretty nicely. So this is one of the more challenging stretches that Alabama seen in a while from a scheduling standpoint. And here we have Mississippi state coming off a bye. Mike Leach has a year to get this program uh, fully installed and, you know, rolling with Will Rogers at quarterback. Look out. He brought in some good grad transfers at quarterback too. So the, I mean, I think Rogers is going to be the guy, but they have about three guys that are certainly capable uh, of throwing the ball. I'm so curious to see in year two, because once again, I feel sorry for all the first year coaches really being dealt in that situation. But we know that the air raid traditionally, you look at what, what happened at Texas tech. It took, I think about two or three years to get it rolling. Yeah. Set wazoo. I think it was the fourth year. So uh, uh, this, uh, but this talent level is a lot different than what he had at Texas tech and, and Washington state. I mean, yes, also what he's facing, but also what he has. So uh, I, I do think it's compelling. I mean, last year, KJ Costello really couldn't grasp the air raid. They got destroyed in this game in Tus- Tuscaloosa. So uh, Nick, what do you think? All, uh, Alabama, Mississippi state. Yeah. You know, interesting game. I, I had it roughly in the same area here. Uh, you guys hit on the high notes. Uh, this is the second of the back-to-back road trips for Alabama. It is Mississippi State coming off a bye. They did get beat forty-one nothing in Tuscaloosa last year. I feel like Leach, even at Wazoo, he struggled against the really physical teams, kind of like Washington. And that's, I mean, obviously that's definitely Alabama, very physical, great, you know, O line, D line. So it's going to be an uphill battle for Mrs. for Mississippi state, but they have a lot of, you know, things pointing in their direction, why they might be able to, to compete here. Maybe they can shock the world. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it is. It is a very intriguing game. I'll be tuning in. The best thing they have going is the fact that Bama's at a and M the week before. I think that's the yeah. thing you really got to highlight there. Um, it's, it's a good matchup. Uh, I, I just, it, 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 it could still be blowout. I think yeah. that's the scary thing is like, yes, I'm excited to watch this one, but this is one last year. I think it was like, I mean, KJ Costello was throwing like pick sixes every, every five <laughs> minutes. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, uh, Nick pick five, where are you going? Uh, there's two great games here, but uh, you know me, I'm an ACC guy and here's a battle for the coastal you know, most uh, preseason publications have these two teams as the top dogs in the division. I'm talking about Miami at UNC, just down the road from me in Chapel Hill. Now, granted, last year UNC beat Miami <laughs> 62 to 26 
in the regular season finale. And they keep saying the U is back. Uh man, I mean not only did did UNC win, but they just they they stripped mm-hmm. Miami of their manhood. I mean, yeah. they ran for 554 total yards. Michael Carter, who's now a New York Jet, ran for 308 and a Jeez. couple touchdowns. I mean, that's Javon- what I'm saying. Like- Jav- hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Javante Williams, who's now a Denver Bronco, ran for 236 and three touchdowns. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, uh, uh, y- you can't tell me that you is bad. I don't care how many games they won last year. All right, uh, that that score right there tells me enough. You look back at the year before. I mean, by the way, they lost to North Carolina the year before in Mac Brown's first uh, ACC game, I believe, um, back at back in uh, Chapel Hill. But I mean, this is a team that two, what two years ago lost uh, lost to Florida International, lost to Louisiana Tech. I'm not buying in. I'm, they lost. This to is Duke. still, a, this yeah. is still a, a premier matchup, though. This is still an interesting matchup because. Every year, everybody say Miami's back. Well, here's here's the test, man. And and people think UNC they could be, I mean, they they're their favorites to win the coastal, I guess, playoff sleeper. Uh, you know, the, the QB Heisman candidate. So that's why I had this matchup here. No, I, I like your your placement in this because the the last time it was in Chapel Hill, it was a three point game. But I do think North Carolina's. Ha- I think they should win this one. But I mean, here's something to factor in as well. This game was 34 to three with three minutes left before half. This was an ass kicking last year. <laughs> Miami's got to have some revenge on the mind, but what the game's in, in Chapel Hill in Chapel Hill. Yeah. But I guess it doesn't matter the Chapel yeah. Hill. They, they, they fill up two thirds of the stands. It's a, it's a wine and cheese crowd. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just wonder what week are we going to get the Eric King back? This is a guy who tore his ACL in the bowl game. I I've already seen that. He's not going to play for that Bama game. He's not gonna be ready. So the real question is when will he be available? And I mean, is there any chance that if there, if, if Miami starts out with just a really bad season, is there any chance that perhaps they just uh, tell Derek King, Hey, maybe come back next year. If, if, you know, they have a tough schedule, man. They get like app state week two. So you let Miami lose that game to Bama and then app state bites you week two. Mm. And then week three, you get Michigan state and you don't have your quarterback. Tell them to sit it, it out. It could be, you could end up Oh, and three. Is there any way they just punt on that? I mean, Dude, if, if he comes back next year, he's gonna be like 28 <laughs> <laughs> Paul Blake, necessary roughness. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I think, I think the game fits there. I think, I think it makes the most sense there. Um, all right. Pick six. I'm going to take you to uh man. I, there's a few that I really like here, but I'm going to take you to the AAC. There you go. I knew <laughs> it. Right? That, that's, that's a game I was debating on there. UCF with Gus Malzahn, which I think they got better. Uh, yes. I think Gus Malzahn is a better coach than Josh Heupel travels uh, up to Cincinnati, Ohio week seven. What, what's the, what's the date on this? Is this going to be cold by, by in Cincinnati by then? What I, is the I, date on October this? 16th. It's going to be like fifties. It'll be all right. Yeah. Damn it. I wanted it to be colder, but <laughs> um, this is a dangerous game. I mean, I, I really feel like, well, last year, Cincinnati, I feel like they earned it the year before when UCF came to Cincinnati, I thought Cincinnati stole it. I thought UCF was the clear cut, better team. I think Malzahn might give them that bond. and they've been very, very active in the recruiting game or the transfer portal as well. UCF. I mean, yeah, they just got a receiver from Notre Dame coming in. I saw they got players from all over and Auburn, obviously with the Malzahn's connections there brought in some, some transfers. So, um, and then you wonder Cincinnati, I mean, yes, they're bringing back Desmond Ritter, but they lose their DC. 
Um, I know Fickle's a defensive minded coach, so I don't think that'll be too big of a hit. But uh, yeah, what do you think of this game, Patty C? Well, uh, at the Bounce House last year, UCF gave them all they could handle. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Cincinnati had to come back at, just to win by three. So uh, that offense was getting off even on Cincinnati's excellent defense, 36 33 final. Um, I think that, you know, Cincinnati still probably doesn't have the athletes that central Florida does. You know, the fact that it's in Cincinnati, I don't know. I don't think that that's going to play a huge factor. I think we're going to see a huge game. I mean, a good game here and the better team will win presumably, but I think Cincinnati is still just balanced enough. They should make this a Thursday night game. They should. They really should. Um, This is primetime TV though. This, this this deserves like the spotlight because it's too uh, legitimately, well, where, where would you put these teams in in your rankings? The database top twenty five. Uh, well, Cincinnati's definitely in there. UCF, I don't. It depends. I I hate preseason rankings. Yeah, but where uh, do you project them? Let me say I that th- I would not surprise me at all if UCF finished in the top fifteen. Yeah, I mean they're bringing back Dylan Gabriel is a great quarterback. Uh, I think Malzahn's going to be able to do you know great things with this program. So um, yeah. Uh, I, I could see them being like uh, gun to my head. Give me like UCF ending the season at like 15th, 17th, wow. something like that. Yeah. 17th maybe. Okay. Um, but, but Cincinnati could be, you know, a top 10 team. So this is a yeah. kind of legit, uh, C- at least new year six Cincinnati's schedule might, might be the one that bites them. Cause what they get Notre Dame and Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Indiana just landing Stephen Carr, USC transfer. And then, uh, Oh yeah. Five-star running back. Yeah. So they've, they brought in some names in the off season. That's so. true for American. That's a tough schedule as is. That's a pretty respectable conference. Yeah. And I mean, shit, it was be- better than the AC- ACC. Some of these recent years. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's essentially a power five schedule. And then you get Notre Dame and Indiana in your nine conference and Miami, Ohio. Who's like, I mean, that's not a horrible team. I mean, it's in the max, so you should take care of it. But if you don't bring your a game that you yeah. can get beat by Miami, Ohio. So um, uh, Nick, UCF, Cincinnati, your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, great game, but you know, first off, I don't want to hear about uh, a Notre Dame wide receiver transfer, because if you watched Notre Dame last year, they had like zero whiteouts. Okay. <laughs> there was no Lake Dawson on that roster last year. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, anytime we can get a Lake Dawson reference, I, I, I'm for it right when, there. That's, when did Lake Dawson play? That was, was that Holtz or was that uh Davey era? You know, Ooh, but, I th- I'm guessing Davey. It was Lake Dawson was probably around this era. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, yeah, but I do think at Cincy, I think that's a big factor. Actually, even if it won't be too cold, I think just outdoors on grass, not in the dome at UCF. I think that, that, that uh, plays into whoa, this whoa, 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 whoa! That's not a dome they have there in Orlando. It's the bounce house. All right, that well, feels like a dome. It looks like a dome. I mean, they got turf. <laughs> it's uh-huh. not a dome. They get lightning delays all the time with that fucking hurricanes cancel fucking games. Um, I think Cincinnati. It doesn't feel like like real like midwestern football on grass. I got you. It feels like I get it. I are think you talking you're making, about Cincinnati? Or are you talking? No, about he's talking about UCF. UCF. The, it, yeah. the bounce house, and I think probably a lot of that is the offense. It kind of reminds you of probably Hawaii's. Yeah. offense and, and what they, they have, even though I know they're not a dome team, but I feel like sometimes when you watch a Hawaii game, you think, man, is this a dome game? It feels yeah, like a that's dome true. game. I yeah. think we're all accustomed to seeing associating run and shoot with dome football <laughs> yeah. dating back to the Houston. Oilers. Yeah, I think they started it right. That was, that's, that's, that's just the connection. The connection. Yeah. Um, Since he hasn't lost at home in like a couple of years, right? 
Yeah, I don't think so. Could I don't be think a factor. so. There we go. Uh, Since he wins this. Yeah, me too. I mean, well, it depends the scenario. Actually, I needed to know if they beat Notre Dame or, or Indiana. So, uh, Patty C, the pick is back with you. Pick seven. All right. Let me take a look. Lost track a little bit here. Uh, look, this game again, my boy, I'm high on him. I don't know how legitimate his Heisman odds are, but talk about a guy. I was watching tape of him as a freshman. So it was two (laughs) years ago. The last time he's going, they traveled to Norman. We got TCU and Max Duggan kept that game close all game. Wait, wait, wait. The last time they played at Norman, they got robbed. That was one of the worst spots. It was like a fourth down and one. Yeah. And they got a horrible spot. They got a, it reminded me of the, uh, the Oregon state Washington game last year. Yeah. So two years ago, TCU, Oklahoma, I thought TCU got completely robbed. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, based just off, off that alone. And I think TCU is kind of a team. Have we put, have we, uh, you know, have, have we officially stamped TCU as uh, one of our teams? I mean, I know we all have teams. Patty C's got Florida state and, 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 and Rutgers. And I think all of us are kind of buying a little bit of the Rutgers, you know, sandwich special and, and uh, <laughs> the, hoagie, the, the, Rutgers, the UCLA, uh, you know, French dip. So uh, uh, what, what, what are we thinking? Is TCU going to make, I know Nick's big on Nevada. I mean, TCU, I, I, we looked at their schedule earlier. They start off four straight home games, Duquesne, Cal, a, a bye week and then SMU and Texas all at home. Should they run the table there? Uh, then a, a road trip to Texas tech. That's going to be a damn good game. Um, but say they're four and one or maybe five and oh, going into well, uh, and it's the Norman. week after the red river shootout. So you potential if, let down if Oklahoma gets that one. Uh, maybe they're, they're thinking their shit don't smell. And all of a sudden TCU and Gary Patterson come in there. Although I feel like Patterson's had more struggles with Oklahoma. He, he, he kills it against Texas. Well, Oklahoma is better yeah. than Texas. So yeah. that makes sense. But uh, Duggan kind of has to remind you of Baker Mayfield a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah. I can see the comparison a little bit. So maybe he, he plants a flag of his own in the middle of their field, Nick TCU, Oklahoma, your thoughts. I know you well, hate, the, I know you hate I, the I big 12. I, I think Duggan is a more rugged runner than Mayfield and probably not as, as good of a passer, but I, I like Duggan. I'm a fan and I like TCU this year. Look, TCU has been a little down last three seasons. They've gone six and four, five and seven, seven and six. But I think this year's squad may be their best since 2017 when they went 11 and three, but also you guys know I'm high on Oklahoma. Last week I said that they'll be in the, in, in in the uh, playoffs here. So yeah, I mean, I like the game. It should be a, a good game here. I think Oklahoma wins, but I think this game could be tight because I do think TCU is much better this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, I think the spot's somewhat decent r- right here where, where you played it, Patty C. So uh, all right, NC Nick pick eight. Where are you going? All right. Oh man. A couple tough choices here. It, it kind of fell off after the pick before, and then it kind of just is wide open here, but let me take you back to the sec country. Let me go Texas A&M at Missouri. Uh, you know, I've been praising Missouri here saying that maybe they're a sneaky team in the <laughs> sec East. I mean, there's an outside, a very outside chance of them entering this game with a pretty nice record, five and one, maybe six and no, oh, that might be kind of crazy, but I mean, look, not really, we, not at all. No, crazy. I mean, yeah, I'm buying it. We, I'm we, buying they're it. They're better man. than every team on their schedule up to this point in the season. 
Well, there you go, man. I mean, Hey man, prove my point here, but I mean, <laughs> they still have a couple of tough games uh, at Kentucky at BC. I mean, I guess that's a tough game uh, home against Tennessee. There's a chance that they're six. No, that's what that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this man is that this game, if you would have told me beginning of the year, if we didn't, uh, you know, dive deep into the schedule, you told me in January, this would be a top 10 game. I would be like, get the fuck out of here because I, 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 but when you, when you really break down both sides of this, um, Missouri catches them in a great spot too, because they just played a and M or they, I'm sorry. They just played Alabama. So right. Right. There's an unbelievable stat. I don't have it in front of me of teams after, uh, after they play Alabama. (laughs) So it's, and they got to go to Columbia. I mean, this is a great spot for the tigers. And, uh, I really think, I really think that, uh, I, it wouldn't shock me. I, I kind of think they're gonna win this. Yeah, if Missouri's gonna put their mark on the SEC. They need to win this. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, A uh, and M really coming out of three straight kind of big games. Even though all three of them are in Texas, one on a neutral site, Arkansas, which is essentially a home game for them, and then hosting Mississippi State, hosting Alabama. So they'll have had plenty of you know they won't be fatigued from travel. In other words, but they're playing three kind of decent sec schools there. So, I mean, Alabama, obviously more than decent. So like we say, if it's a gut punch from a physical Alabama team, or if somehow they pull off the upset that the opportunity for an emotional letdown is huge right there, Missouri sitting there could be ripe to take advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, pick nine, pick nine here. Um, it's me. I'm going to go to one that, you know, I can't wait for Nick's reaction here, but this one's uh, I think better than, than what we were giving it credit for. Uh, I was Colby. Iowa state coming into <laughs> Manhattan, coming into Manhattan. Uh, I love this matchup. Maybe it's because two teams that I like climb two coaches. I like that. I think are, are underrated <laughs> in Campbell and climbing. But also a lot, you know, this is going to be a live crowd. So I mean, this is this should be fun. And Iowa State preseason hype. I, I keep seeing them in the top six, seven uh, in the country. Uh, not so fast when you're coming into Manhattan, Kansas. This is a team I think everyone says, oh, they're going to be trash. And they look at last year's results: thirty-five players out, multiple games. You know, t- the quarterback tears his ACL. Skylar Thompson. Um, I think this is a game. I don't think I look, I know Iowa state's got players, Brock Purdy, uh, breeze hall, uh, stud tight end. I mean, uh, you could, we could go on and on about the players, but I still think this is going to be a game that's going to come down to the fourth quarter. And uh, Iowa state at Kansas state is my play for the ninth best game. Patty, see your thoughts. (laughs) Well, Farmageddon, I feel like this might be honor honorary cornfield status here. Uh, is Kansas State is Manhattan, Kansas, uh, surrounded by cornfields? I feel like <laughs> there Kansas might be a, is just a one little, bi- little bit of decapitated blowjobs there. There's probably yeah. it's just happening out on the plains there, <laughs> whatever they have in uh, rural Kansas. But uh, yeah, of course, this is going to be a barn burner. Uh, two very good teams that you know both play wild card roles really well. When, when I looked at the schedule for this week, this one like jumped out to me. Of course. I'm yeah. going to make fun of Colby yeah. right now because yeah. he's been holding out because he knew you were going to make fun of him, Nick. I feel like <laughs> Colby on his list has this, the number four game. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I feel like Colby's like first top five games are all big 12 matchups. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, right now my top three are uh, uh, my, my three draft picks. I'm sorry. Are Oklahoma state 
Texas, UCF, Cincinnati, and Iowa State, Kansas State. <laughs> so I will say it's a great. I mean, it, it is. It should be a fun game. I mean, uh, now Iowa State has a bye before this game, and they beat Kansas State forty-five nothing last year. <laughs> but I realized K State was on like. Their, Wait, did he cut? No, off? no, 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 buddy. You're talking. You Good have the here. Dundee music. The floor is yours. Well, it's a little bit hard when I'm, you know, remote. Okay, so uh, <laughs> you know, give me a little heads just up when I'm rounding him talking out. over the music, buddy. All right. Uh, well, look, I just figured you were you were praising this game some, so I just needed to cue the Dundee music. Uh, continue or start over here then about your Iowa State K State thing because I want to. I, I want will your point. say yeah. that I. All right, all right. Cue cue the music, buddy. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so here we have an Iowa State squad that has a bye week before traveling to Manhattan, Kansas. They did beat them 45 nothing last year, but that K-State squad had all kinds of injuries. I believe they were on their third-string quarterback. Yes, they were on their third string quarterback. Great. By the way, I love the way you amped it. You did a great uh, impersonation of myself picked on D, but yeah. And then, and, and th- that's what I'm saying. This game is going to be more tricky. Kleiman's an underrated coach. Um, Last time Iowa state went to K state in 2019, they lost 27, 17. So it should be a great game. I'm telling you it's a good one. All right. Uh, Patty C it is back on you. Pick 10. Oh gosh. I mean, there's part of me that wants to look at this from a personal standpoint and say, Hey, which of these games excites me most or which one do I think is going to be the most relevant nationally? <sighs> uh, let me just go TMZ Pat here and say uh, Cal at Oregon in the PAC 12 North has, you know, obviously major implications here. Uh, this has been a great game. Actually uh, the past couple the past couple of games, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Oregon, obviously the reigning quote, quote, uh, pac 12 North champions and pac 12 champions. Um, even though they got slapped around in the, uh, what was that? The fiesta bowl, cotton bowl, one of those bowls. Uh, no one, no one cares about bowl games anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, Cal, you know, has had some good years. They had a step back last year, but we got to figure that COVID was largely responsible for that. And if we're taking the trajectory of this team, Prior to COVID, it, he had improved every year since then. I, give, I believe in his first three years. Last year, they they lost some some heartbreakers, but that team was not as bad as you pull up Cal's. Like, if you want to call that a season, the Pac-12 played like three games, um, but they they lost. I think on a missed extra point to Stanford. Yep. Uh, a, a few other close games. I think they're better than the record indicates. And I thought last year, dude, dude come on, COVID's going on. You're in Berkeley, California. Yeah, Wilcox going into his <laughs> fifth season. The first three seasons, he got uh, better each of the three. That's true, and that's the last place you want to be a coach during COVID is Berkeley, California. So he felt that full or force. a player or right. a player, yeah, or a human being. Yeah, um, but um, well, I don't know. You give me some acid or some mushrooms <laughs> or something. It's probably deal. a good time. Uh, <laughs> um, assuming though that they continue the trajectory that they were on prior to COVID then this puts Cal in the position, especially in a, a, a conference with as much parity as the PAC 12 has right now that it, this could be for the PAC 12 North. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it really could. I mean, look last year. Okay. They went one and three last year, right out the gate. They, they lose to UCLA 34, 10, but you have to remember this game was scheduled on Friday. And they played it on Sunday morning. Yeah, took a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like you got to throw that one out. Yeah. Then you got 
at Oregon State, they lose by four. All right. Then you got the Stanford game. They missed the extra point, and then they beat Oregon twenty-one seventeen. I'm telling you, this team they is better than their year. record. Yeah, they're better than their record. It, they, they, you can't look into this. Uh, I, I I can't wait to watch this one. This, this is a fun one. But Austin's going to be a tough place to win. I, I feel like even in Oregon, you figure by this time we'll have full stadiums. Yeah, we forget what a hornet's nest Austin is. But two years ago, man, two years ago, uh, Garbers was injured. Yeah, and they had Devin Modster, and I was texting you. They go and play in Eugene, and they were winning in the third quarter. Cal was. Yeah. And they were doing that without like completing a pass, man. <laughs> like it was, a, it was actually impressive to me. And I, I remember texting you being like, dude, monsters throwing like four picks. I don't know how Cal's winning this game. <laughs> they ended up losing. I think it was like 17, 10 or something, Yeah, but 17, seven. Yeah. Yeah. But Cal was up, I think seven, three at halftime. If memory serves me correct, Cal was up seven to three, but, but their defense was really shutting down Justin Herbert. Yeah. And just they, they just opportunity. Could, oh, after dude, opportunity. It was like, dude, if they had any other quarterback if, and they just could complete a pass, yeah. they would probably won this game. Garber's still there now, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's back. one of those like 10 year journeyman. It feels like, well, he's been injured a lot. So uh, Nick, what do you think of Cal Oregon? Yeah. I mean, I think the Danta base hit the nail on the, on the head there. You know, last year, Cal won 21, 17. You didn't mention that they shut out the ducks in the second half mm. and the, mm. the year before in that 17, seven defeat, they shut out the ducks in the first half. Ooh. So this Oregon offense really struggles against this physical Cal defense for whatever reason. I don't see why that doesn't continue here. And this is a matchup that has serious PAC 12 North implications. So uh, yeah. And, and have we mentioned that's on Friday night? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. There's that can factor for sure. Yeah. That, 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 well, that's going to be lit. That place is going to be lit. Absolutely. National television audience. I will say this though, with the way that Oregon has been recruiting Cal's defense being physical, you know, a team that runs the ball is heavily, which is so weird that Oregon that's their identity now offensively. Uh, if they hit a brick wall, then that offense doesn't have any other options to work with. And so that might explain it. But since they've been recruiting better, maybe they start to get a push there and you know, open things up offensively. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I want to tell you guys that the college football experience way too early week seven preview is brought to you by win bet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk-free bet. I mean, that's a great deal. Terms and conditions do impl- do apply though. Uh, get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. NC Nick, it is on you. Pick eleven, I believe. Where well, uh, the hell are you shout- going? What? Where the hell are you going? All right, gotcha. Uh, well, hey, let's stay with the weekday game here. How about some uh, some Tuesday night fun belt action? Oh, I love the fun belt. What else you got going on on a Tuesday night? You might as well tune into some fun belt because I got a little App State Ooh. at Louisiana. Ooh, a I doozy. think they dropped the Lafayette. But it's uh, you know you, you know who I'm talking about the raging Cajuns here. <laughs> uh, like these two teams are probably the best teams in the Sun Belt over the last five years. The raging Cajuns won in Boone last year, 24-21, and they're absolutely loaded coming back with their entire team. Like Colby mentioned earlier in the podcast, so uh, very tough road test for my Mountaineers. Should be a great Tuesday night matchup. 
usually we get, you know, the Tuesday, Wednesday games are kind of iffy, but dude, this is a, a legit game here with nothing else. No competition in, in mid October app state, Louisiana fun belt, Tuesday night action. Uh, I love it. I mean, it's Tuesday. I, I, I don't understand why they don't do Thursday, <laughs> but Hey, I like football seven days a week. I'm not really going to complain here. Um, and app state, well, there are some Thursday games that week. So Tuesday, you got all to yourself, buddy. That's hey, right. That's Taking true. a play, the t- yeah. from the match. Yeah, playbook. exactly. Um, well, you look at, at both these teams. Imagine if Lafayette is to knock off Texas week one, <laughs> or imagine app state. Well, we know they're not going to be able to knock off ECU week one, but week two, they get Miami. <laughs> all right. No, but ECU and Miami, they look, at they that, probably should win both those. I, I mean, mean Miami is no, at Miami. I, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think uh, it's certainly possible though. But but look, uh, here you are. App State's got a bye week coming into it. You gotta you gotta like that spot. Um, but at uh, the, the bye week's a little tricky because they both kind of do because yeah. they don't play the Saturday before you know, being a Tuesday. Yeah. Well, also Lafayette has a bye week too. So I guess it doesn't mean both teams prepare for this one. Like I, they good scheduling they know that that's probably their top competition, them or coastal. So um, the bye is kind of necessary. Most teams can't manage the Saturday to Tuesday turnaround. Yeah, that that's true. That is pretty, <laughs> exactly. that is pretty, that brutal. was my point. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, but Sean Clark, it's a big year for Sean Clark. I, I thought, Yes, he still end up having a decent season for year one, battling COVID once again, bringing that up. But I thought App State looked, they didn't look the part as traditional App State. And they had talent. And they brought back Eventually a lot. they did. Yeah. They got it together <laughs> some. But I don't know. I, Jerry's still out on Sean Clark, but I can tell Agreed. you, I, I buy into the, the Raging Cajuns. So I think that this is a. Dude, they, they lost by three to Louisiana last year. Granted, that was in Boone. And they should have beat Marshall. Yeah, they lost by eleven to a, a a good Coastal Carolina team in a game that was even closer than that. Yeah. Um. So I think App State. I think you guys are kind of underselling them. Nine and three last year with some really quality losses. Um. Of course, when you're used to eleven wins, then yeah, that's not quite up to snuff. Let me say this: little change of uh, pace here. Louisiana, not Louisiana Lafayette, even though they are Louisiana Lafayette in our heart. And I think to be honest <laughs> that the Frenchness of Lafayette should be combined with the Frenchness of the raging Cajuns, but Lafayette, anytime you have like the little addition to the name, whether it be a directional kind of tag on the school's name or whatever, you kind of put yourself in the group of five, you stick yourself in there. Louisiana being they're only being one power five school in the state of Louisiana and it producing a lot of talent. Are they positioning themselves for a potential Big Twelve invite? <laughs> and look, the the Raging Cajuns—they have the same logo as the Saints, the Fleur de Lis. There's a lot to did, like. Did about. you put bourbon in that in that silver <laughs> bullet over there? Did you put some bourbon in that look, silver bullet? This is the kind of game that pushes them into a New Year's Six bowl. Look out for the Raging Cajuns to make that push this year. And really, you know, with the Big Twelve likely finding themselves outside of the uh, playoff once again, mm-hmm. then maybe they start looking again. Maybe that com- conversation about conference expansion opens back up again. I like Ooh. it, but here, but here's my problem. How do you abbreviate Louisiana? Lou. Is it, is it UL? <laughs> that's, that's the university of Louisville. Yeah. Lou. It, it's not, I mean, you know, 
LL was a perfect abbreviation. Yeah. Louisiana Lafayette. That's true. hard as hell. Battle anyone. LL <laughs> Cool J, right? That's right. Um, one of Mama the best. Knock you out. One of the best <laughs> stories. Not to get too sidetracked here. Was someone broke into LL Cool J's house in in LA here, uh, in the past couple of years, and they they didn't choose their celebrities well because he, their ass. he got his ass whooped by LL Cool J. Yeah. <laughs> if you get some time, maybe you don't go for a guy that grew up in Queens and, yeah. and on the streets. I mean, Dude, did I, tell I thought you? I thought you were gonna say that that they didn't pick the celebrity well because he hasn't done shit in 15 years and was, and is broke. Right, <laughs> all his jewelry's already gone to the pawn shop. No, I think LL's fine. He's yeah, doing that CSI he's, shit. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. Or Hawaii Five. I acted something. on that. Yeah. Show. I was an extra on CSI with LL. He was pretty cool there. I actually <laughs> saw LL Cool J at the airport one time. And he, dude was flossing, and he is huge. He is yeah. legitimately a humongous motherfucker. <laughs> what an idiot! Like you're gonna go, like why don't you go find like I don't know, like there's a lot of options to go break into someone's house. I yeah. feel like to yeah, yeah, yeah. choose your, cho- you got to choose your uh, enemies well. You look, know? look, look, any breaking artist does not want the person to be there. I'm sure they were surprised <laughs> when was at the at the house. <laughs> well, maybe they didn't do their homework because I don't know, but, but either way, it's a great, if you get a chance, you're sitting around the office or wherever you're at, do a Google image on the guy who broke in. Cause he truly got his ass whooped <laughs> um, <laughs> mug shots somewhere out there in the internet. A lot of fun. Um, okay. Let's move along here. The pick is now at uh, well, it's at me. So uh, I'm going to take you to man. I mean, I'm going to take you to one that was, was complete and utter bullshit last year. All right. Auburn at Arkansas. <laughs> Do you remember this ending last year? Dude, this was one of the most like blatant like Auburn got two wins, the Kentucky game and this one that they just gave the referees just gave them wins, I thought. Yeah. I mean, this one was horrible. This he one throws, yeah. was like the last play of the game and they acknowledged that they fucked it up. There there was a clear recovery within a second of like the uh the so-called incomplete pass, which was really the most clear fumble that anyone's ever thrown or made. And uh, they still said that, you know, I guess they had whistled the play dead and the continuation of the play couldn't count. So just wildly uh, well, unacceptable. Uh, once again, the sec given Arkansas the shaft, Yeah, you know, but, but I, I, I look, I like what Sam Pittman's doing. I know you look at the the record, you say, well, it wasn't very good, but at the same time, they should have got this win here last year. So yeah. the record would be different if, if they just got the, you know, the, the proper call. So, uh, and I, I was a skeptic, a little bit of the Harson hire, you know, I, I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm not saying it's good either. Yeah. I think jury's out on it and uh, could be a different animal. I mean, I guess he spent some time at Texas, so I guess he's not completely unfamiliar with a, a big program. That's probably really, really helpful for him. Actually, that is, uh, it's a good point. Um, but I think this is a great game. I think it's going to be slept on. I would not be surprised if this one comes down to a touchdown or a field goal, uh, getting them in Fayetteville is huge. So Nick, your thoughts on Auburn, Arkansas. I'll just say that, uh, you know, what wasn't lucky or fluky was the Auburn freshman running back tank Bigsby running for almost one fifty on the Razorbacks. So mm. Arkansas better tighten up that rush defense at home. But yeah, look, it's a, it's a good game. I had a couple ranked a little bit higher, but uh, this is a tough road test for Auburn here because I do like what Arkansas is doing. Let yeah. Me, let me say one more thing about this game. Ark or Auburn coming off of 
at LSU and Georgia back to back weeks coming into this game. You better believe they're and Penn State two weeks before that and Georgia st- uh, State as the Panthers. Uh, they right? got at Penn State, Georgia State at LSU and Georgia. They are going to be completely exhausted. Auburn at this point in the season, they're probably going to be overlooking uh, Arkansas and they have to go on the road to Fayetteville in a revenge game on the road. Pulled pork special upset pulled pork Sam special. Pittman special. Uh, the Sam Pittman special is coming. <laughs> Although Arkansas themselves coming off of an uh, impossible stretch. I guess their entire season is an impossible stretch <laughs> every so. year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's the best play. Patty C pick 13. It's back on you. All right. Let me see here. What do we got? Da, 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 da. You know what? I am going to uh, take us to the land of 10,000 lakes. And we are going to have the corn Huskers playing the very golden gophers of Minnesota. Um, the reason for this is despite Colby hyping uh, <laughs> Nebraska as a potential uh, big 10 West challenger. I think that that's complete horseshit. I think that <laughs> I think everyone in minus Illinois has a shot in that in that division. I think you're out of your mind. I think Scott. Hey Patty, Patty, ha- have you heard that Nebraska looks really good in the spring game? <laughs> Especially in the first half when they didn't tackle. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Uh Nebraska coming off uh at Oklahoma, at Michigan State, Northwestern and Michigan the four weeks prior to this game and then they have to take a, a road trip to Minnesota. This will be Scott Frost's final game. They won't fire him midseason just because he's a legend at uh, Nebraska, but this is the game that basically cooks his chicken, Black. cooks his turkey, and uh, he's done cooks for the his year. Gopher. So cooks ch- his gopher. Ch- chicken salad sandwich special here, huh? Uh, <laughs> look, Minnesota beat him only by seven last year. All right, this is a revenge spot. Corn Huskers pull the upset. Minnesota had seventy-five players out that game. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> I want to say both teams had a lot out in this game. And and Minnesota coming off a bye before Ooh, hosting Nebraska. That is that is they're gonna win. That this is game. a good spot. That is a good spot. Um, Nick, your thoughts on this ball game? Yeah, I'm not buying the the the, the uh, smoke that Colby's blowing up her ass about Nebraska here. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I mean Nebraska couldn't even beat Minnesota last year when they were decimated by COVID. The year before that, 2019, Minnesota won 34 to seven. So Nebraska, prove it to me on the field. And until you do that, I'm not going to buy into any of this. I had this game much further down. Actually, I got like maybe six or seven games. Wow. Well, I would too. The only reason I put it this high is because the implications on Scott Frost's career at Nebraska. I mean, it's a it's a, an earth shifting moment for the program of Nebraska and potentially what leads them to look into Jeff Munkin and get back to triple <laughs> option football, or maybe I like it. Maybe Scott Frost has a moment of introspection, a come to Jesus moment and converts back to the dive option going into they this should. game. He should. And I mean, shit, you keep losing <laughs> flips the script on the entire season and the entire program and takes them back to the promised land. There we go. Uh, no, I think it's a good matchup. I think I, I actually had it one spot or two spots down. So um, I think, cause it's compelling. I think you have that angle. Uh, you have the fleck revenge angle of the, I think Minnesota and Kansas state have a lot of uh, 
you know, they, they, you look at the schedule last year and you say, well, they were not good. They, they but they had so many players out. So they got a lot of re- revenge is on the mind. I think for Minnesota and Kansas state, you got to believe Fleck of all people is not the type of dude that it, that it takes losing very well. Yeah. He seems like the most type a per- He's like Nick Saban asking his like, you know, yeah. obsessiveness. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, NC Nick pick 14 go. Well, I forget about those boring ass Big Ten games. Let me take you back to the <laughs> ACC here. Especially, we got another big showdown in the ACC Coastal. Uh, look, the Coastal Division is basically the NFC East of college football because <laughs> there's a different winner every year. Okay, but but historically, not the best conference. All right, because uh, the NFC East is. There was a time that at least there was some glory <laughs> in the NFCs. That has yeah, never existed. Historically, for the that's a long time ago, though. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Very long yeah, time. Right. So while most people are saying UNC Miami, do not forget about Pitt and Virginia Tech. This game here is Pittsburgh at the Hokies. And look, I mean, Pitt won last year 47-14. Throw it out. Crazy ass COVID game. This will definitely be a close and competitive game with a good amount at stake. It's at VT, but Pitt has a buy coming into it. I expect this to be a great close game here. Like I said, these two teams here, don't rule them out. As, as you know, people as as teams that could possibly win the coastal. Yeah, no, I actually think there's great value on Pitt. All right, and Virginia Tech, really, but Pitt, I think, has a schedule that really breaks for them this year. The fact they're getting Tennessee when they seem down, um, and then one of the this is one of their biggest games of the year, Pittsburgh, and the the week before Virginia Tech has Notre Dame. So I I think it's they, they they can't focus too much on Pitt. Um, and you got to like the fact they're bringing back Kenny Pickett. who's like a 30, he's 30 years old. This guy has been <laughs> at, at Pitt forever. So bringing him back, having a veteran quarterback. Now I know they had uh, seven players drafted. So, or six players drafted or something. So they did take a hit. I think a lot of that was on the defense. So they, they, but Narduzzi keeps a good defense. My biggest problem is Narduzzi's coaching. I feel like he'll probably kick a field goal down four with a minute left in, <laughs> uh, in lane. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a money game. It should be on. This should be a Thursday too. All right. Make Agreed. me commissioner of the college football. This is moved to Thursday. This would be a great Thursday yeah. game. Uh, uh, let me wait, ask what you, do you think of this one. Narduzzi has managed well. In the last four years, five and seven, seven and seven, eight and five, six and five. Could he potentially find himself on the hot seat? I've, I've been saying they should fire him for it. When I did, they had more players drafted than Clemson. <laughs> how, how, how does that every year we can talk about this? You know, I mean, how many great players come from this university? When will they just invest in a coach that can, can get them to the promised land? I hate. I mean, I hated the fact they went to Heinz Field back in the early yeah. ni- in the mid nineties. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, this is a school that's got rich in tradition. They have uh, a lot of players drafted frequently. It, they're a sleeping giant, in my opinion. Hire, make the right hire. Make the right. It hire. seems to me like they need like an offensive-minded coach. Maybe a younger guy. Maybe you know a, a a breath of fresh air. You know, not just these like boring defensive-oriented you know, coaches. I don't know, buddy. Buddy, we're talking about Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania here. <laughs> they know one speed, right? And you either have a guy that does it well or the guy that does it almost well. I, I've always said Pittsburgh is a place 
where you can walk into a bar and everyone in the bar looks like they can build you a house. <laughs> I love Pittsburgh. Cheers yeah. to Pittsburgh. Cheers, yeah, to, cheers Pittsburgh. to Pittsburgh, man. Uh, I don't, I, I, that's one of the last cities I'm going to try to get in a bar fight. All right? right. I'm very, uh, no, no, you're the man. You're the man. That's right. uh, <laughs> now they could be five and O coming into this game. If they can get that's by what I'm saying there's pit schedule is favorable, man. So yeah. UMass at Tennessee, that's the tough one. Then they come back home. Yeah. Is that really right? Exactly. Western Michigan, New Hampshire, and then at Georgia tech. Yeah. They should be four and one. No, I think they're going to be undefeated. They could be five and who do you got the blues into Tennessee. They might go to Tennessee and take a loss. (laughs) No, you're sleeping on possible. Tennessee won eight games with an SEC. Pitt could lose to UMass. That's true. You know what I mean? But at the same time, uh, I just feel like they're a better roster than Tennessee right now. They are. I agree, but that doesn't always, you know, <laughs> equal the win. Not by leaps and bounds. And with Tech coming off of uh, hosting Notre Dame the week before, we said potentially Tech could pull that upset. Yeah. Uh, could there be a letdown? Tech is the type of team that doesn't manage their emotions well. They've always been chokers in big moments and have always Clemsoned it. They were the Clemson before Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, here we are. Pick fifteen. I'm on the clock. Nick, by the way, I had that pick exactly where you had it. So a great, great pick. Great minds think alike. Um, there's one though that I, I skipped over a little bit. I'm going to take you to Patty C's Baylor bears. All right. <laughs> no, actually, no, no, I'm not. I have another game. I have two games that were missed here. I'm going to go back to the big 10, big 10 West. There you go. Purdue. Right. At Iowa, look, you guys give my guy Brahm a hard time. <laughs> Iowa, you guys t- already told me I was winning the national championship, right? Well, here we are. I think this is high stakes. I think this is this, and I think that was this the game that Iowa lost last year. I believe. Yes. I believe it yes. was wow. the game that Iowa lost last year that you guys, uh, you know, o- opening game Purdue won twenty four twenty, and actually Purdue's won three out of the last four, mm. and they have a bye week going into this. Oh, uh, don't get me started on my Boilermakers. I'm going to plant <laughs> the flag with the with, in West Lafayette too. Um, no, but you look no, at no, no, no. This game's at Iowa. No, I know, but the university plant a flag on Purdue is a maybe a a, a surprise An additional team. Additional flag plant. Yeah, I mean, maybe if I just take everyone in the Big Ten West, someone's got to win it, there you right? Go. Um, so you would be so if you plant a flag and say they go seven and five, that would be a big <laughs> jump up for them. Uh, if you recall our pod from a week ago, yeah. Well, I think they are going to make a bowl this year, and if you look at last season, last season, if we're going to praise UCLA. So Purdue beat Iowa who went what five and one or something. Right. And then uh, they lost by seven to the big 10 West champs, Northwestern. They lost by three to Minnesota on a horrible passing offensive pass interference call. They really won that game and they called offensive pass interference on a, on a, on a receiver that did not offensive pass interfere (laughs) on like the final play of the game. And they lost to Rutgers by seven. They lost and, and and Nebraska by 10. So three of those games, one play difference here or there. This team's better than what you guys think. Give me the uh, Purdue Boilermakers at Iowa in an upset special. Actually, no. Did this- you hear what you just said? Yeah, they're not going to win in Iowa. Did you hear what the, what you just said? They lost to Rutgers. They lost to <laughs> Nebraska by 10. Uh-huh. Northwestern doesn't beat anybody by more than seven. (laughs) That that was not proving your point whatsoever. Well, Well, my my point is there's a lot of close games, three, one score games, one, one score game losses. I mean, every single game averaged of bad teams. Yeah. But then they beat 
Iowa in a one score game. Yes. First game of the season. Like, and the, crazy big ten, the big 10 West champs Northwestern by seven. Yeah, but Northwestern doesn't beat anybody by more than seven. <laughs> Look, I'm not, it I'm is not, what it is, I'm buddy. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid, but I, they are a little better than I, I was giving them credit for, just by the way they've stayed in these games. Well, but, Colby's drinking the Purdue Kool Aid, yep. and 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 I can't wait to find out how this shakes out. No, well, they're going to lose it probably at Iowa. It's hard to win at Iowa, but I don't know. You told me they won three of four. Maybe let's let's brown it up, man. Let's go Boilermakers. <laughs> All right, let, let's go. Shit, hobo from Purdue. All right. Um, all right. Where are you at here? Where are you at? Patty C pick 16. Where are you going? All right. I'm taking you guys down the list a little bit to a game that you might find surprising uh, for sentimental reasons here. I like smash mouth football and we're going to see an amazing rendition of it in Madison, Wisconsin, when the army black Knights and their triple option come up and play against the elephant package of Wisconsin. I knew knew he would play this game, Nick. (laughs) I knew he would play this game. I didn't know when he was going to know so soon. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, this is great football. Well, here's his best selling point. I think the past two times army scheduled big time opponents, Michigan and Oklahoma, both games went into overtime. Army lost both, but both games went in. They should have beat Michigan. And that they was really should have beat both Michigan on the road. Yeah. Yeah. They could have beaten Michigan. They were, should have gotten Oklahoma last year at home. COVID yeah. fucked that up. Yeah. Army's do <laughs> army. Tell is, me more about this game though. Patty C. Well, let me tell you what, uh, Wisconsin is coming out of a three game, uh, yeah, emotional stretch here. They got Notre Dame at soldier field, right? They got the Wolverines at camp Randall, and then they got to go to uh, Illinois to face their old coach, Brett Bielma. You know, there's going to be a major expenditure and an overlooking of the army black Knights army. Meantime, that it's is. a buy coming into this week. Oh, the black oh, Knights. sell me on Jeff Munkin, baby. Come you don't on, need baby. to, you don't need to army will be five and zero coming to this game. Potentially they have at Georgia state, Western Kentucky, well, Yukon, Miami, Ohio, and at ball state. So all five of those games are winnable. Yeah, but those are some solid teams. Those are some yeah, solid teams, yeah. but give me the Black Knights to to almost really make it. I mean, when you think about this, the <laughs> remainder of their schedule, none of the teams are unbeatable. This could be the game that pushes them into the <laughs> New Year's Six picture. I love it. Nick, your thoughts on Army Wisconsin? You know, if you throw enough darts, you're about to hit a bullseye once. Well, I, hold on, hold on. I, I don't think there's going to be any throwing in this game. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Uh, no, I mean, I had it. I had a rank number thirty actually. Uh, but Patty brings up good points, and if Army can keep it close through the first half, the longer the game progresses, the more pressures on Wisconsin. The tougher it will be to stop the triple option. There's a chance for a good game here. That's all I'm saying. Well, that shit that Wisconsin <laughs> does of just pounding the rock. Do you think Army's not going to be ready for that? If any game ever played into Army's hands, this is probably. <laughs> I it. just wonder about the size difference. The size Wisconsin's difference is going to be an offensive issue. linemen yeah. are like 600 pounds, man. Yeah, and they have nine <laughs> of them on the field at the same time. Uh, I I don't know, Jim Leonard. I want to see how he you know that defense against a uh, triple option team, but well, he's a blitz kind of guy. Yeah. He's a pressure guy, yeah. and that is not a defense that no, normally succeeds against a. De- uh, uh, you you're selling me. Discipline. You're selling me. All right, we might have to uh, you know watch this one here in the studio. 
video. You're not so. gonna be dialing shit up against the fucking triple option. You got to play your fucking responsibility all game long. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. I want to tell you guys that the college experience, uh, way too early, week seven special is brought to you by Roman. Look. No one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometime, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, just know that there are options. Go to getroman.com/sgp now. Uh, look, with Roman, you can you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Like if medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Gets getting started simple too. Go just go to getroman.com/sgp and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. All right, so go to getroman.com slash SGP now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com slash SGP. Get started now. Save $15 on the first month's treatment. 